the best marketing doesn't look like marketing. The best marketing fits in with the media that you're using. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Welcome back to Perpetual Traffic, episode number 58. And we have a very special guest today, Francisca Isali from outside of Sydney, Australia, and Molly and myself on today to talk about some really, really cool stuff on how to use Facebook ads to fill up local events. Now, Francisca, how did I do on the name? <laughs> you did You did all right, actually. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Way to go, Keith. <laughs> we were sort of practicing before, so... We're so. going to practice that name another time, but it, it was pretty good. <laughs> So, Francisca, you are originally from Switzerland, right? So we met a couple years ago at James Schramko's event. You are outside of Sydney, and I'm really, really excited. Molly and I are both excited to have you on today. Before we get into how you're using Facebook ads to literally drive people and fill up local events in cities you're not even in, tell us a little bit about how you got started. Yeah, sure. Yes. If somebody thinks that I have an accent, you know, just pretend that it's Australian. <laughs> So our main business is called Basic Bananas. We started in Australia about eight years ago, and then we launched in the US two years ago. And then two months ago, we launched in Canada with a Canadian partner. And what we do at Basic Bananas is we focus on running workshops for small businesses, educating them on marketing. So basically helping small businesses do better marketing, marketing that is exciting, marketing that doesn't suck, marketing that isn't annoying and boring. And my background is in that. Before I, I took the leap of faith about eight years ago, I was working in advertising and marketing. So I did actually do my university degree in marketing and political <laughs> science, mainly to impress my dad. Exactly. Impress our parents. I went to college to become an airline pilot originally. And so my parents were all bummed out because I, I'm not using that anymore. I'm not a pilot anymore. And I told my dad that my newest product is called Facebook Flight Plan. And I was telling him about how I'm using all this stuff that I learned in college and checklists and processes. And he was so excited. Yeah, it was <laughs> That's like, great. yes, some of the money that we invested was actually put to good use. So at Basic Bananas, we use Facebook advertising very heavily. Also to get into new markets and new cities. In Australia, we are in six cities, six major cities. But with the system that I can share today for local events, we can go anywhere. So what does Basic Bananas do? What do you guys offer? Yeah, so we offer workshops where small businesses come and they learn how to promote their business. So they learn how to attract clients to their business. And it's all sorts of industries. We have everything from plumbers to consultants to lawyers, accountants. We, it's, it's actually very fun. It's a fun business because we get to work with so many different businesses and help them with their marketing. So the main program that they come for is called the Clever Bunch. And it's a 12-month program where they come in each month. It's a group of no more than 15 people. They work on their business. Then for the next 30 days before they come in again, they have to implement what they've learned. And then also we have an online program called the Marketing Smarts because we get a lot of people that are not in the cities that we are, but they find us and they want to be part of something. They go through an online program, which is called the Marketing Smarts, and that goes for 12 weeks where everything is online. They can, it's a self-paced program. So that's mm. really our two main offerings that we, that we run. It's, it's all about helping small businesses do marketing that doesn't look like marketing because really... The best marketing, and you guys would know that with Facebook advertising, 
the best marketing doesn't look like marketing. The best marketing fits in with the media that you're using. So on Facebook, if you run a campaign, the best campaigns don't look like they're ads. There are hundreds of different ways to market a small business that most people don't know. Actually, most small businesses and some of the listeners might resonate with that. They come along and when you ask them, you know, what, what strategies do you use to promote your business, to get business, to make more money, to attract clients? And they go, oh, word of mouth. But that's not a strategy. <laughs> you can't control it. That's about hustling 24-7 and burning yourself out. Absolutely. Exactly. And a lot of them burn out and a lot of them give up. And I don't know the stats exactly in the US, but here the failure rate of small businesses is quite high because they don't invest in themselves and in education and they don't listen to your podcast probably. The, the failure rate <laughs> of small businesses is, is quite heavy because word of mouth is not a strategy. It's just you doing a really good job well done. And so people refer you. Yeah, it's like organic traffic. It's great, but you can't control it. You can't turn the water hose on and off. Okay, so I want to back up just a second. You have two offerings at these events. And you, you talked about the Clever Bunch, which is a, a workshop, and then the Marketing Smarts. So do you offer these at your like initial live event? Or how does it kind of work? So let me quickly tell you how the structure works. So in those cities where we run these face-to-face programs, they're super effective because people have to come in. You know, they, they're held accountable. And I just did a, a tour, actually, a national tour last week where I traveled to each city. It's just so beautiful to see how much they implement because they almost have to because it's almost a bit of peer pressure because you're in a group of people where right. they watch you. Uh, did you do this from last month? Did you implement? And some don't implement, of course, it's normal, but... The ones that do, they get results. So what we do is we first run an introductory session in each city called Blast of Marketing. It's a three and a half hour session. And that session is an introductory session where anyone who runs a business can come and check us out because we do things quite differently. We're, we're quite you know, cheeky and we're a bit different, I think. So they need to like our vibe. If they're super conservative and they don't want to change a thing in their business and they don't want to have fun, we're not the right vibe. And that's fine. There's other people that can help them. And so we do this session before we take anyone into the main program, the Clever Bunch. They have to come to one of these blast-off sessions in, in one of these cities. And that session is only $27. And we don't make money. We pay more. And I, I want to talk about that too. You need to know your numbers. We actually pay more for one bum on the seat than we make. These events cost us money because at that event, the introductory session, we, we get, it depending on the city, how big our venue is, we can take up to about 100 people each session. And then the people that come to the session, if they like us, they can apply to become a member of the 12 months program. And so we use Facebook advertising to get people to come to these local events where they have a half day with us and they learn marketing. They actually learn at the Blast Office is jam packed. So the Blast Office, not, it's not a pitch. It's three and a half hours of content. We just give, we give, give, give. We show them how to put together a one page marketing plan. They don't even need to ever give us money to already get results. And some people do. Some people never work with us after they've done that. And then they email us and say, I can't believe after three months of coming to your blast off, I've done this, 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 and this, and this. I'm like, wow, this person really took action. It's incredible. So we use Facebook okay. advertising to drive 
people to come to the small event, the $27 event. And whenever we go into a new city, we basically just find a venue to host that local event. We run Facebook campaigns to drive people to come to this event in a new city. So we just did that for Vancouver even just a, a month or two months ago. And, you know, that was interesting and almost a bit disheartening at first. We went into Vancouver all pumped. We have a Canadian business partner, Eric. He's amazing. We're like, yeah, got the venue. Let's do this. We can we can do this. And because Australia is quite big here, we, we are the largest provider of marketing education. Most people here know us. If you say Basic Bananas, most people that run a business, a small business, they've heard of that name before because it's also an easy to remember name. In Canada, nobody knows us because we're new. So nobody really cares about us. So it's like launching, obviously, a whole new business, even though we already have a business. So we go there, we take the campaigns that work in Australia, we put them into Canada, you know, launch them in Vancouver, and crickets, nothing. And we spent, you know, quite a bit of, not, not too much money, but maybe a few thousand dollars, probably. And we didn't get a lot of bookings. And we're like, okay, maybe this is not the right market. You know, like you start doubting yourself and it's all right. in your head. It's all, it's all bullshit. And because there's small businesses there and they need help. And so we're like, okay, this is not working. So we basically just had to keep adjusting the campaigns to fit into Vancouver for people to be interested in us. And also what we found is you need to gain momentum. So they would have seen Basic Bananas the first time. Maybe they would have thought, what the heck? This is like a banana business or what do they sell? Bananas? I don't want bananas. And then, you know, they'll see us again. They see us again. They see us again. And now, uh, probably two months into campaigns, our cost per conversion is dropping. But at the, at the beginning, it was quite high. At the beginning, I probably paid up to 200 bucks per conversion. And now I'm happy to spend up to 100 bucks, no matter which city we're in. Usually it's lower than that. Interesting. Gotcha. Gotcha. So basically your goal, it sounds like, is to get under that right around that $200. If you can, closer to $100 per uh, attendee, paying $27 to come to the three and a half hour introductory session. And then at that introductory session, it, it's not a big pitch. It's, you're given tons of value, which is awesome because like when that person emails you now, they got really good results. You can use that and leverage that in your marketing, right? For future events. Exactly. So at that event, your main offer at the end of that three and a half hour session is just to continue on. It sounds like a pretty soft pitch for the clever bunch. How much is that? And how long does that run? And then like, what's your typical like conversion at an event? So at the event, you exactly spot on. And I think we have to highlight that you have to add value. You have to give value because this is a long-term strategy. Unless you just want to run this event once and make a bit of money and then, you know, disappear onto a, a tropical island somewhere, you want to really blow their mind because they will talk about it. We sell out every single blast off and that's not normal in the event industry, not in Vancouver, but in Australia, we sell out every single session. We have between three and 500 people each month attending these sessions and hardly anyone does that because they burn out their market but if you add value like there's no tomorrow people will talk about it and they will come back even if they don't buy 
at these sessions, we only have the one offer, which is Clever Bunch. And we spend 10 minutes at the end. We even ask for permission. And I think that's a really good tip for our listeners. We actually, at the beginning of the event, we say, hey, is it okay if at the end we let you know a little bit about one of our programs? Because they're already sitting there and they're thinking, oh, what is this going to be a pitch? What are they going to do? We don't know these guys. Is this going to be annoying? So we just basically tell them up front, hey, you can relax. At the end, we will share a little bit about our programs, if that's cool. You really want to get them a little bit of a head nod. So they all say mm-hmm. yes, that you hear their voice. So they say, yeah, it's okay. And their guard goes down now. Now they know you told them. You can see the energy just relaxed. Like, okay, whew, it's not a, a whole three-hour thing. <laughs> I can relax now. We hardly get anyone leave. We have a break in the middle. And again, that's unheard of in the, the events industry for you know cheap events. People leave. I've left many events, but we don't totally. get anyone walk out because they want to stay because they know there's so much good stuff coming at them. And then in the last yeah. 10 minutes, we shared the Clever Bunch with them. I actually wouldn't offer the marketing smarts that we run, which is our online program. It's only a thousand bucks. And so to you know put all that effort into getting people into the room and working your ass off and giving value, and then you have a thousand dollar offer, even if... Say if you have 50 people in a room and 10% buy it, five grand, I don't know. It's a lot of effort. And so we don't offer that at the blast of but people that can't afford the Clever Bunch. The Clever Bunch is between eight and 10 grand for the year. So it's quite affordable compared to other programs out there for what they get. But some people can't afford that. Some people just can't you know, spend 10 or so grand a year on their marketing education. So they then get offered the marketing smarts if they want to do something else. So a few days later, basically, is that how that works? They usually get a call yep. a few days later, day two or okay. three later from one of our team members just to check in with them. Hey, how is it going? Makes sense. Yeah. And they usually just rave about the session and then they usually get asked, you know, are you looking at working further with us or where are you at? And of course, there's lots of people that just for right now, they're good. They want to go and implement what they've learned and they can't afford anything. And that's totally cool. And we don't, you know, ever disrespect anyone. They're great too. And they will maybe come back later if we keep nurturing them with our funnels. So what do your ads look like and what do they say? Like, how do you really spark the interest here initially to to get people to come to the event? Yeah, we actually, it's very interesting. So we always, of course, split test and you guys would talk about that a lot. And we have two types of ads that work really well. One is my favorite one. It's a long copy one, long as in maybe 300 words. So not not huge long, but but kind of longish for Facebook. And it sounds a little bit like a press release. And I love that one. I love for especially new cities where people don't know us yet. Most ads we start with attention small business owners or we just write small business owners. Yeah, call your audience out. Absolutely. Exactly. Because we don't want to waste money on people that are not business owners or we don't want to waste their right. time and you And you want to write a long amount of copy because it is a big sale. It's a big right. ask to ask someone to come a, attend an event in person. So the long copy, I love that you said that because even to get someone on a webinar online for an online event is, is a big ask. So it goes along the lines of something like um, attention small business owners, 
Francisca and Christo, the founders of Basic Bananas, are coming to town. And I'm saying this off my head here, so I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> off my head. <laughs> not off my, I'm not off my head. I'm saying it on top of my head. <laughs> 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 So it says something like, um, attention small business owners, the founders of Basic Bananas, Francisca and Christo, are coming to town. It's so exciting. They've been working with small business owners for the last decade. Over 5,000 people have attended this session. And, you know, and then it, it talks a little bit about their, their struggles. Unfortunately, most small business owners don't have a marketing systems in place and they really struggle with having focus and direction when it comes to attracting clients. So it's educating them. And then a little bit more about this sort of stuff. And then it talks about in this three and a half hour session, you will discover five things. Number one, how to plan your marketing. Number two, how to find your market. Number three, the market, the latest marketing trends. Number four, how to demystify and simplify online marketing. So it just tells them what they learn. And then it tells a little bit below it has about the presenters. And then it has a little bit of a bio. You know, Francisca is the winner of uh, Young Entrepreneur uh, of the Year Award in 2013. Yeah, established credibility. They've been featured in these media, blah, blah, blah. And then it just says, if you'd like to come to this session, book your ticket now. The sessions always sell out. And of course, as with any marketing, you never lie. You don't make up stuff just to get people. Just, you know, tell the, the truth, tell the story. And I actually think it works because it's in third person. So it, it sounds like a press release. I love that. It's someone else telling a story about you. And I think that works extremely well. So you target the local city. Do you say anything about the city in the ad? Yeah, sometimes we do. Sometimes when we get lazy, yeah. we, we should. You know, when we don't get lazy, we do. <laughs> sometimes when we get lazy, what we do is we just create one and then we basically just duplicate that. Yeah, I've always found that to be so beneficial, though, if you're running a local ad to really call out, you know, hey, Austinites or hey, you know, do you live in San Diego? Well, what kind of images do you guys use in your ads? You know, and again, this is very interesting because we, we use a whole bunch of different images and the type of images that work vary across the cities. So again, sometimes our, we're really doing so well in, in one city and then we're like, oh, this image is awesome. Let's put that into Vancouver and then it doesn't work. But really the types of images that we use are images from the sessions. They actually work quite well across yeah. everywhere. So they're not, yes, they're not stock images. Yeah. So, and they're even sometimes a bit amateur images we take on an yeah. iPhone. Because it looks like a picture that you would see scrolling through your newsfeed that a friend would post in an event, right? It's going to catch someone's attention. And especially if you can really capture the excitement in a room of a live event or someone, you know, really learning, what, whatever the biggest takeaway is from the event, if you can capture that in a photo. Love it. Exactly. So we use the live images. Then we also use images of just Christo and I looking good we always have to do photo shoots for pr we did the one in san francisco and we're looking pretty badass (laughs) (laughs) and then we also sometimes just use funnily enough i used this stock image which was just and i don't usually like using stock images but i used this image it was an image of just a you know beautiful sort of hipstery image of a computer uh cup you know a, a notebook one of these beautiful images that you can find as a stock image and i used that against Another image, which was an image of, I think, a workshop. And that image of just, a, you know, it had no face in it, which is really weird. It did really well in Vancouver, but not so well in Australia. 
So it was a faceless sort of image, which usually doesn't work that well. I would say the key there to pull out of what you just said is that, you know, we teach a lot of things, you read a lot of things online, but especially if you're targeting to a local audience, you have to, you know, take these principles and figure out what works for you because what works in Austin might not work in San Diego, right? What works in Sydney isn't going to work in Vancouver. And you're not going to know. You got to let the audience tell you. Exactly. You have to test it. And you know what? I also did the other day, I, I found this image of a cat with yellow eyes. And our brand is all black and yellow. So it's a black cat with yellow eyes. And I thought, I'm just going to run an ad that is totally irrelevant. This picture has nothing to do with anything. It's a cat, but cats are cool. And so I thought I went against all the rules, you know, relevancy and all that, and put this ad out there, same copy as the other ones with this cat in it. And of course, I got so many more click-throughs than the other ads, but totally no conversions. Yeah, there's no AdSense. Someone thinks it's their friend's cat and they're clicking over and they're not taking action. <laughs> no, so it was just an interesting quick test because I thought, oh, maybe I can disprove some theories here and just, you know, come up with my own theory. And of course, it didn't work. It, it, was, it was quite obvious. Uh, I love it. Here's a quick other gold nugget I will share and then I'll tell you how we use it. So we did a survey, and this is really awesome to do for your listeners too. We did a survey to our database, basically asking them, what are you struggling with the most? What's one thing you would love to learn? We had about four questions. And what's one thing we could do even better at Basic Bananas? And so we went through the data and we looked at what are they struggling with? What are the commonalities? And what do they really want to learn? And there were about, I think, three main struggles. Actually, the biggest struggle was getting clients, attracting clients, getting business, growing business. So that was one struggle. The other one was time management and overwhelm. And the other one was staffing problems. So growing a team, etc. So now we basically run ads. One is addressing the overwhelm. So we, it says something like, are you overwhelmed? Are you over having to work your butt off to make a little bit of money in your business, etc., etc. So it focuses on the overwhelm. One focuses on more marketing. So do you want to grow your business? La la la. Uh, and we don't do actually the staffing one at the moment. But so it's great to actually get your audience if you already have one. And if not, that's fine. Just when you talk to your your customers and clients and prospects, just hear what they're saying, listen to them and use their words. 100% agree. Yeah. Episodes 52 and 53, we actually talked about survey results that I did. And then we had Ryan Levesque come on, the creator of the Ask Method. And uh, I pitched his program pretty hard for a couple of weeks. And the reason why is what you just said. Even if people don't try to implement the quiz type of funnel, like lead gen stuff on the top of their sales funnel, but if they just implement what you just talked about, like a real good deep dive survey, to be able to get that exact languaging, it's crazy. I'm coaching some people through right now, and it's really cool that some of the stuff they're learning from their survey, their deep dive survey results. Most of our sessions are $27. Now, a lot of people ask when they run their local events, how much should I charge? Should I charge nothing? Should I charge a little? Should I charge a little? And it really, you got to test it. 
you got to test it. So I think you should charge a lot. That's the best one. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> well, maybe then your Facebook ads won't work so well. So I don't know if a lot is the best answer here. So you got to basically check which one gives you the highest conversion. And it's also very funny. We've, we've got landing pages where we run ads where they come for $27 and some are $47 and we've also tested $97. We we don't do free, but you could do free if you wanted. I know a lot of even my friends in this industry, they do free events and it works for them. I can't be bothered. I want a little bit of commitment from people when they come. It's $27. I, but you can do free. Some people love the free events. Have you ever thought about doing $27 or $97 and then you get your deposit back? when you show up. I know some people do that. That seems kind of complex. They do it. And I'm like, I love simplifying things. My life is very simple and uh, cruisy and so are our businesses. So, and also I'm like, come on, dude, $27 or $97, you come, you get so much value. If somebody asks for their money back, which hasn't happened, they totally can. I would never withhold someone's money. We we also sometimes get someone book. Just recently, I, I saw an email. One of my team members asked me. Someone booked, and then they said, "Oh, sorry, actually, I can't do it now. Can I give them a refund?" Of course, you can refund anyone who wants a refund. Seriously, if if they come to the session and everyone wants a refund, fine. It just means that we haven't done a good job. So so I have no problem refunding anyone for anything if they think that they need a refund because it's not about that for me. But about the price points, it's very interesting. Sometimes we run ads or we've done it in different cities where it's $47 and in another one it's $27 and we test. And it doesn't mean that $27 gets us a better conversion rate. Sometimes you actually get people to commit more and want to be there if it's $47. So there's no mm-hmm. answer. If somebody tells you, hey, you should run an event for 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 1000 bucks." They don't know. You don't know. So ask the market and run ads, have maybe two landing pages, split test, which one gets you a better conversion? Because it doesn't mean that the smaller one gets you a better conversion. Wow, that's interesting. So you're settled on 27, but it's not necessarily, there's not like a super hardcore data to decide on that, it sounds like. No, we've done 47. I actually think, and it's something we've, we've discussed recently at one of our strategic meetings in the business. We said, hey, let's maybe test 47 again, maybe for a new city or maybe just, you know, because we can't be incongruent. Say if in Sydney we have ads that are 27 and 47 and then suddenly the same person sees both, it's a little bit incongruent. We said we could maybe just switch a whole city onto 47 and see if the conversions go up or down because there will be a change. And I actually, my gut feeling is telling me that they might go up, but maybe I'm just imagining it. I don't know. I'm again, I'm pulling this out of my uh, thing. But, but but Facebook will tell us. Facebook will tell us. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So I love it. Love it. So basically, you're, you're right now, 27 is the main price point. You're running some longer copy ads. You're running short copy ads. The basic uh, framework of the, of the ad copy sounds like a press release. So it's talking in the third person. And you kind of open up with credibility, authority. Then you go right into the frustration or challenge. Uh, and then you provide them a solution. So you make them aware of like the, the frustration of the problem. And then you provide them a solution in which lists out like what your event entails. And then you give them a call to action and you even have some scarcity in the ad itself. And that's, that's a great formula for, for any ad in any industry. Love that. I have a question. Have you guys been running any video ads? Yes, absolutely. We have some very cool video ads. Actually, one of my clients, she's an animal trainer. She trains animals to, to do tricks in movies. So she said, hey, come out and we'll, we'll do some cool videos at my farm. So 
we we have somewhere we are on like ponies like mini ponies and horses and there's a dog barking and it's it's very funny so we have those running they go really well we also have just a video ad where we're talking we haven't done the one where the, that's the next one i want to do where it's you know where people have to stop and watch you you know where you have the big text i think you guys do that too well I, i'm moving more towards just having text overlay that tells the same story instead of like blatantly saying hey click on mute i like that at least for the first 30 seconds 20 seconds maybe i could see it with your case i I'm, i know you mentioned how you like the third person like sounds like a press release i could see a video you guys are great on camera doing like with the interview style. So somebody's like interviewing you or you're just, you're answering questions and then it pans out to some two or three really good testimonials. Like you're talking at the event. I think those type of videos work really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you add some testimonials of uh, people that have gone to these sessions and that would crush it. And the great thing about video ads is the video view custom audiences are just working so well right now for us. It's amazing. And we also have testimonial videos that we use for our remarketing campaigns. They've already seen us, mm. they've already come to the page. Then we, we use the testimonial videos and they work so well. Gotcha. I bet, I bet. This is great, great stuff. The audience is probably wondering right now, what's your conversion rate? Hey, again, it depends per city. You know, sometimes we run it and we just have the highest conversion rate and sometimes it's like oh that that bombed a little bit and it might just be the audience that is in there or maybe even it's us presenting we you know i don't know maybe we didn't surf enough that week and different vibe i have no idea but the average the conversion rate across all cities is around the 10 percent mark so that's always what we aim for so if we have say 50 people in the room we expect about five people sometimes uh, it's a little bit less but that's our sort of KPI is to have a 10% conversion rate. Okay. So if you were going to go start over and you were like brand new, because I know a lot of people are like, they're, they plan an event like that and then they freak out because they've only got 12 people that are going to attend and then they, they don't want to do it because they don't have enough people. Like talk to those people. And yeah. we actually just have that example in, in Canada. We, we ran our very first event in June and we only had maybe 15, 16 people came, half of them walked in late. So totally disrespecting <laughs> the whole thing and no sales, no sales. So 16 people, 15 people in the room, nobody bought. A lot of interested people. Eric, our partner, I had a call with him after. He was so disheartened. It's, it's hard. This thing is hard. And because he thought, oh, he'll just go in there, you know, do his thing, add value and kill it. I always call it the post-event depression sometimes. And you even have it when you kill it. I don't know if you guys have that, but sometimes, you know, when you're so high and you're doing this thing and then suddenly you're like, oh, it's over. So he was a little yeah. bit in one of these slumps. And I said, Eric, it's the first event in a new city. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And he was still beating himself up for a few days. And then he did his second event and he had maybe 25 people in there. Again, he thought, oh, it's very small. You know, it's a bit sad. I said, no, Eric, just do it because you need to practice the content anyway. And then he had seven applications. So seven people <laughs> then applied. But that doesn't mean that they, all, they won't all join. So he had seven applications. And out of that, he'll probably get three or four people that actually then will join the whole program. But again, that's, that's 10%. It usually works out. Still. But it's around the 10% mark. That's thirty to forty to $50,000 for, you know, exactly. for, for one Yeah, event. he can stop crying, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's somebody taking out, wasn't you out there doing it, 
Uh, it's somebody new, but they're taking a proven system. I see this happen all the time in, on a smaller level, on a smaller scale with Facebook ads. People are like, this Facebook ads don't work or video ads don't work or long copy or short copy or, or uh, you know, a cheat sheet or swipe file doesn't work because they have one minor thing that's off, right? And they just, a lot of times they just need more experience. And the last thing I, I quickly want to share is you got to know your numbers. So no matter what you're doing, just know your numbers. And I know it can be a bit annoying and I'm not a numbers girl either, but if you run local events, run them a few times, figure out how much are you making. So let's say you have 10 people attend, you make 10 grand. Then you know for next time that if you do that a few times and you figure out your numbers, let's say you always have about that sort of conversion rate, 10 people, 10 grand. You know that each person in there is valued a thousand bucks. So each bum on your seat is valued a thousand bucks. So if you have 50 people, you potentially make 50 grand. And once you do this a few times, you really start getting to know your numbers because then you know how much you can spend on a Facebook ad. I love that. Yeah, you can do the math backwards. Because people, they come and they say, oh my God, I would never spend a hundred bucks to get someone to come to my event. Are you crazy? You're losing 70 bucks. Are you not normal? Because you're paying for the venue, you're spending your time. I'm like, I know my numbers. Yeah, this is good stuff. Great stuff. So is there, I know, I mean, you, I know you guys just launched a book that's doing really, really well. Where can people find out more about you? Yeah, we actually did it. I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, this is one of my favorite words lately. I'm flabbergasted. Do you guys have that word also in America? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we do. I love this word. I have two favorite words at the moment, flabbergasted and epiphany. So I'm flabbergasted and I had an epiphany because this book that we launched, we've spent about two years writing it, it's called Perception. And it already became, within five days, it became an Amazon bestseller. And I think it's because our audience, our our community, our businesses went on there and bought it. We sent them an email about it and left reviews. So we had 30 reviews in 48 hours, I think, which is amazing, I think. But people can find us either on Basic Bananas, B-A-S-I-C, and then bananas like the fruit with an S.com. And if they want to check out the book, they can do the same with a forward slash perception. So basicbananas.com forward slash perception. And we ship everywhere. We ship, you know, all around the world. So if anyone wants to check it out, they, they're welcome to do that sweet, too. Sweet, awesome. love it. Let's do a, a, a special offer for your audience. I'll get my team to set it up where they can use the code PPT, so perpetual traffic, PPT on that page. And then they only pay for shipping and handling. Okay, cool, cool. So the, so you'll, you'll do like a coupon code. Yeah, yeah, you'll do something like that. PPT? Yeah. PPT. And perfect, then, of course, perfect. if they want to come and say hi anywhere else, I'm on most social networks, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere. And we have a lot of projects going on. I've also got my own website, Francisca Italy, which they might not be able to spell. <laughs> but there, you can always see on there what I'm up to, too. Awesome. And we'll link out to this stuff in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast this is episode number 58 and francisca this is awesome stuff thank you so much for bringing it you are so welcome thanks for having me all right talk to you soon you've been listening to perpetual traffic with keith Krantz, molly Pittman, and ralph burns for more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast thank you for listening